everything is Venmo. You even go outside and the paletero takes Venmo. You know what I mean? Like that is what's happening right now. This is the future. But my point is that nothing has value unless the value we give it as a society. So what do I mean? If one day I have a chancla and all of us say this chancla is worth $1 and all of us as a, as a group, as a collective agree that it's worth $1, we can technically be exchanging chanclas right now. I'm Kevin Munoz. This is the Leo Podcast, and today is Monday, February 8th. My name is Alejandra. I am 23 years old. I am originally from Mexico. I was born and raised out there. I came to the U.S. when I was 14 years old, so I started high school here in the United States. You know, when I was accepted to go to college in 2000. It was in 2016. That's when it really hit what it meant to be undocumented. Because, yeah, you know, when you move to the United States as an immigrant, you kind of like, yeah, I mean, I know I'm not from here, but you don't understand the true implications of what that means until you start going to college. Uh, and I remember, you know, I always, you come to the United States and you, this whole American dream, right? Like I'm here to be a better, I'm here to like mm -hmm. become the best version of myself. And that's what I wanted. You know, I was living in Texas and I had this dream that I was going to go to college. And that was kind of my my vision of success at the time. Now, college is not what I consider somebody successful, but I do think it could be good for people, uh, especially now that I'm more of an entrepreneur. I don't think college is the only way to success. But yeah. at that time, college was like my everything, because when you come from an immigrant family and maybe some of your parents didn't go to college, my parents, they go to yeah. college in Mexico. They're kind of like, if you don't go to college, you're not successful. You're not going to be anything. So that was my vision. Yeah. And I worked my ass off. I was at the top of my class. And I remember walking to my counselor and she's like, well, you know what? You don't got your social, so I think it might be better if you stay in the community college. Right? She told me that I had to go to the community college, and she didn't have a lot of information. And and I was like, man, I don't want to go to the community college. I came here because I want to leave. You know, the vision is not for me to stay in my small town in Texas. I want to bounce. And I remember. I was just, I had this spirit of like, I don't want to give up. And at the time I was working at an ice cream shop being paid less than minimum wage because I, was I worked at an ice cream shop too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the Michoacana, I worked at Michoacana um, and I, I was being paid. I remember $7 an hour. Yeah. Uh, minimum wage in Texas is like, I think at the time it was 10 or something like eight around that. But I was being oh, paid okay. as the minimum wage. I remember I went to work that day. I was crying the whole time because my counselor told me like, yeah, you're stuck here forever. Yeah. And I was like, man, I'm, I was crying my ass off. And then I was in that day, you know, sometimes I brought my computer to work because they allowed me to do homework and stuff. And I remember just desperately looking in the internet, like, what do I do? What, what can I go for? And I was just like, at the time, you, I wasn't very political. I didn't know anything about what it meant to be in documents. I was like, illegal college, you know, like just trying to figure everything out. I came up with a website um, called My Undocumented Life that completely changed my life. Like if for those people that are undocumented, that are looking to get into college, that are looking to get their professional life going. Now, I think there's so many. And I was very blessed, you know, to be mm -hmm. in the generation of undocumented people where undocumented and unafraid was a thing you know before they were undocumented and afraid yeah. you know so I was very blessed and I found th those resources and through that website I found now my mentors that told me you know what you can go to college and we're going to teach you and we're going to show you and and I remember my mentor told me about Tufts University in Boston and, you know, it was a really fancy, it's a really fancy school in the East Coast. But honestly, I didn't think that. I was just like, listen, I'm just trying to go to college. I applied. Mm -hmm. I got in. They gave me a full ride. Wow. Congratulations. When that <laughs> happened, thank you. But you know what? I've learned a powerful lesson, right? Mm -hmm. And that always says, el que no habla, Dios no lo escucha, right? If you don't yeah, speak yeah. up, if you don't advocate for yourself, if you give up, you're already lost. But if you go out there and network, find the people, build the relationships, it's going to be so much easier. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think it's hard. Someone undocumented, you go to your guidance counselor and 
what I've seen a lot of guidance counselors of my own didn't have experience with how to deal with an undocumented student other than listen, you don't really have options. Like you're going to go to community college or like some other um, technical school, like some tech school, right? Which is, I mean, those are also like good options, but it's not your only options. Yeah, I agree. And, and at the end of the day, the school doesn't make you, you can go do any right. school, you know, I think school is more about network than anything. I've known successful people that haven't gone to college. I know successful people that have gone to college. It's really about who you are. But at the end of the day, it's about the relationships that you make. You know the saying, right? Tell me who you hang out around and I'll tell you who you are. If you hang out around people that are successful, if you hang out around people that have dreams and goals and aspirations, you will eventually be one of them. But if you hang out with people that make you feel less, that always want to party, like Mm -hmm. you are a combination of those people. And I understood that early on. And that's why I was very big on creating relationships with people. But yeah, Mm -hmm. that was my early lesson now. I graduated college in, the, in this past summer. Uh, I live in California now. I am pursuing my entrepreneurial spirits. I do a lot of things, honestly, because California is very expensive. I have <laughs> not made it to where I want to be. And I like to be very transparent. You know, I'm not. Yeah, you're very young. You, you still have a lot, know, of, a lot to accomplish. Lot, but, but you know what? I am a time millionaire. I'm just not in, in, in money yet, but you know, I, always <laughs> I love think that. you have the most valuable thing. If you're under your thirties, you have the most valuable thing yep. that Warren Buffett, that all these millionaires can buy, which is time, right? right? You have this big asset and don't waste it. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, I put a lot of my money every time I get paid, every time uh, I make some income, I put a big chunk of that into my portfolio into investing because you don't have responsibilities if you don't have no kids if you don't have uh you know rent a lot of people live with their parents you know i pay rent but at this point i'm like man i wish i could save that money um (laughs) invest that you know it's sad because i see a lot of young ladies my age investing crazy putting crazy amounts of money in hair and lashes and nails girl you pretty you know what i mean you don't (laughs) need to put that money and i get it we like to look good we're young but also understand that the seed you plant today is what you're gonna get tomorrow you know yeah Um, you mentioned like a certain lifestyle and you know i'm i'm 24 you're 23 we're pretty young and we a lot of people our age get caught up in a different type of lifestyle which is like you know, going out to clubs, partying and doing, doing maybe not something that's beneficial towards your long-term goals. Mm -hmm. Maybe you're not even thinking about long-term goals. And uh, when I look at like your Instagram page and everything you do, I mean, you're doing a lot and, you know, you, you get this picture, you know, just from Instagram, you get what, what you put out. Right. And, and, and you come off as like, very outgoing and everything, but they don't see everything else. That's right. Yeah. So like, tell me, was it always like this? And how did you shift that mindset to get where you are now? Yeah, you're so right. I think it's sad because I see Instagram, me personally, I see it as a business. I see it as a network platform. But sadly, it's so guided towards how you look that a lot of people have so much value to share are not being paid attention to. And then you see a lot of people that are just fluff, right? That are taking pictures with Gucci bags and with cars. Yeah, exactly. They might not even have anything, right? My <laughs> That's point right. is that you have to look into the people's, like the person's morals, listen to them, listen to what they say, listen to what they stand for and follow them because of who they are as a person, not because of all the money that they had. You know, like you see celebrities posting dumb things and they get so many likes and I think social media is just like a game that you have to learn how to play. Um, but I was definitely not this. Per- I am very outgoing. I will say that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I uh, could tell I'm you very, have that personality. That's just my personality. I love mm-hmm. making friends. I love making new connections. So that is very true. Mm-hmm. Obviously, social media, I do have my best angles. I do have my mm-hmm. I work with a lot of photographers. So they do edit some of my pictures like that. Just now, I'm not even going to lie and tell you I am this flawless. And <laughs> Listen, right now I'm not even showing my face because I'm not looking my best, you know. <laughs> That's all right. But I wasn't always this person for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, I was just sharing on my Instagram two days ago. I used to be, I was a because I'm so going, I used to be a big party girl. Every weekend I was out. And this was in college, you know, mm-hmm. because when I made it to college, I kind of realized, man, I can't forget about this whole undocumented thing and just focus on 
you know, because there's this narrative of like, you're young, like you're only going to be young once, like have fun. Mm-hmm. So every weekend I was out. I've never been like a big drinker, so I wasn't drinking or anything. Okay. Like that. But I was, I'm, I'm naturally high. I'm naturally drunk. You know, I'm just so. Mm-hmm. I feel you. I feel you. So I would love to party. I was always out. But then eventually you reach this point where like every weekend is the same. Every weekend you're, you, you're going out with friends. And I was like, man, my bank account isn't matching my lifestyle, you know? <laughs> and I wanted something different for myself. And it wasn't until uh, my junior year of college where reality really hit for me. Because that's when I was like, man, listen, I am going to graduate college. I'm still undocumented. I didn't meet the love of my life. I didn't get married. I didn't. Uh, there's no pathway to citizenship citizenship right now mm-hmm. uh, what am I gonna do so there was this anxiety coming in that I'm like man I don't know what's gonna happen so I really had to buckle up and find ways I've always been a hustler by heart finding ways to make extra money I see that yeah on docu hustle I see you yeah, on docu hustle I always I remember in college I used to go because my Tufts the school that I went to is next to Harvard so they do a lot of research so they pay you like $20 an hour to do a psych study. Oh, and okay. like, I used to sign up for all of the studies <laughs> from, you know, tests or sometimes they'll put cables in your head and like do a bunch <laughs> of different things. I was like, I'm trying to make money. So I'm just trying to get paid. Yeah. Yeah. So I did all of that. Uh, I babysat. I was waitressing. I did a lot of all of that. I did it. Right. Um, but then I'm like, man, I need to find smart ways to make money because I always saw people, I say, you know what, learn to use, learn to work smart, not harder. So during that year, I left to Philadelphia. I was in Philadelphia for about six months. Philly. Yeah, I was in Philly. I left there because I really wanted a fresh start. I was doing a study exchange. So I was in Swarthmore College for about, um, a semester. When I was there, I was when I met my mentor that actually introduced me into trading and the markets, the financial markets. Mm-hmm. Um, I met him and he used to invite me to some of his mentorships. I actually met him through social media. And that's once again, right? Uh, you meet so many people through the internet. And if you're able to leverage the networks, you can make not only money, but you can make amazing relationships with people. 100%. And through him, I was able to meet my crypto mentor, right? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm networking. Everything, yeah, everything networking is so important. Everything happens for a reason, right? Absolutely. Everything happens for a reason. And I remember when I was in college, I was friends with a lot of engineering kids, a lot of computer science kids. And they used to talk about crypto and Bitcoin and blockchain. And you're like, what the is way that? They, the way they talked about it, not going to lie, it was so like confusing to me because again i went to school for education mm-hmm. nothing related to like tech or none of that so the way they talked about it was so complicated i was like i'm out you know have you heard somebody talk and you're like i don't even want to continue listening to you because i'm confused and i felt ashamed that i didn't understand what year was this uh, this was probably my sophomore year so like 2017 mm-hmm. so this is when the whole uh bull market happened mm-hmm. it was like it hit 20,000 and it hit yeah. like 3,000. This the crazy, the crazy times. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I heard about it. But I'm, honestly, I was just so confused. My mindset wasn't there. You know, you can't have the money. But you, if you don't have the mindset, you're just not going to make it. Um, but yeah, then absolutely. when I was introduced in 2018 by my other mentor, he was educating people about cryptocurrency. And he talked about it in a way that made so much sense to me especially coming from an immigrant community where a lot of people that are undocumented are unbanked. You either don't trust the bank, right? Because of, you know, because of your country, because you're like, I can't trust nobody with my money. Or you think you can get a bank account because you don't have a social security number, which I have. That sentiment is still very prevalent in our community where people think, you know what, if I don't have a social, I can't get on a bank account. Mm-hmm. Yep. I can't invest. I can't make money. And this very much is sad because a lot of it could be that it's lack of information, but also we get so defeated by the losses. You know, how many times people close the door in my face, um, mm-hmm. 
I got, I remember in high school and college, I used to get a lot of internships. They will accept me and they will be like, you know what? The only thing that's missing for you to bring me your green card and you got the job, you got the internship. And I remember that used to defeat me so much. And for a while in college, I stopped going to college fairs. I stopped doing internships because I was so defeated. But it was those defeats that I think really built me for rejection. You got used to people just saying no, and you always felt so defeated. And I relate 100% with you on that. But I also tell me, I, I'm also under DACA. So in a way, like I'm, I have that privilege that a lot of dreamers don't because some miss the deadline and you're not under DACA, right? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not under DACA. Yep. I, didn't yeah, qualify. Yeah. I came here in 2012. So, you know, the cutoff was for 2007. Yep. So I basically got kicked out of the the timeline. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you know, you get used to people saying no, that I think yeah. what ends up happening for a lot of undocumented people, you just assume like, they're not going to give it to me. Why would I mm-hmm. even apply? Or why would I even do this? Yeah, I got so do. mad every time. You know, so mm-hmm. it's sad, but it's also something I understood through personal development that I do is that nothing can make you mad. Nothing can make you feel any type of way unless you let them. Yeah. And that's something that I'm like, you know what? The government can take away my money. They can take away my privilege. They can take away my status. But something they can't take away from me is my my willpower to keep going. They will only take that from mm-hmm. me if I let them. So that's when I'm like, you know what? F that. Like, I'm not going to worry about that. I can't change my status. But there is things I can change. I can change my work ethic. I can change my habits. I can change the way I speak. I can change so many things. And I'm like, you know what? The United States is probably one of the best countries to make money. Now, you can make your money. And if you choose to leave, that's up to you. But I was like, you know what? Let me leverage everything. I went to a great school. Why not leverage the network? And that's something for the first two, three years of college. Not going to lie. I was so defeated that I didn't take advantage of the whole the full college experience. Mm-hmm. And now it's something I do regret. But now I do get another chance outside of, of college to really go to my full potential. So that's um, amazing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and um, you mentioned you found your your crypto mentor. And this is one of the things that you discovered that um, undocumented people can do, right? Mm-hmm. And then this is why I wanted to have you on here because you're doing this. And I see so much potential on here. And we're going to talk crypto. But before we talk crypto, I just want to say that I am not a financial advisor. So yes, everything that we say here is purely educational purposes only. I'm not a financial advisor either. But, right. you know, everything that we share uh, is from my experience only. I can only speak from my experience, what has worked for me. Do your own research, especially when it yep. comes to the markets. Don't just trust one person. Mm-hmm. You know, don't take what everybody tells you. Don't be... Don't be a sheep, right? Like even, even what's going on with the stock market, everybody buying stocks and it's like, do you even understand what's happening? Most people are not. And some people will make money, but a lot of people will be wiped out. And that's why I tell people never invest, doesn't matter what market, more money that you can afford to lose. Yeah, I agree. With that, let's just talk about uh, your favorite thing, cryptocurrency. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> that's what we're here for we're going to educate the community why it's uh why it's so important and why i we see so much potential in it and i'm sure you agree with me on that mm-hmm. um let's just start with what is cryptocurrency because a lot of people hear bitcoin and they think that they're synonymous but you know they're it's just an oversimplification of that mm-hmm. so cryptocurrency is online currencies and what i like to tell people is that think about it this way money is really a construct right when when the look at the hit like the human history we didn't have money everything started with exchanging let's say you had a corn farm and i made potatoes i would say you know what let me give you some potatoes and you give me some corn we didn't have money that was that exchange right Barter, like yeah bartering bartering, yeah. bartering right mm-hmm. Now, after that, then people say, you know what, if we can, why do that when we can just go use gold or coins, right? And people start exchanging coins and they're like, you know what, that's too heavy. Like who wants to be carrying three pounds of coins? That's just not what it is, right? 
And, and again, we were evolving. We we're going towards something easier and more accessible. So what started happening? People say, you know what? It's too heavy. We're going to do cash. And we used to have what it was called the gold standard that in the United States where uh, the gold and the money where uh, we had a supply that was equal of money and gold. Now, what ended up happening is that eventually uh, the gold standard ended, right? Because the United States wanted to continue to print money, definitely look into it look up what is the gold standard um, and why we're not longer in the gold standard. What ended up happening is they're like, you know, we're going to move from cash, right? And now, even now, we're going to move from cash to credit cards, debit cards, cash app, Venmo, right? Everything went online. Now, we're going into a, in, in an era, especially for our generation, mm -hmm. younger generations, that think about it. I do. Do you carry cash with you? Let me ask you a question. Do you often carry cash? With I got you? like, no, I got like two credit cards on me. I barely carry cash. Maybe like for gas, $20. That's it. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. Same too. I don't carry cash with me. Everything is Venmo. You even go outside and the paletero takes Venmo. You know what I mean? <laughs> like that's just what's happening right now. This is the future. But my point is that nothing has value unless the value we give it as a society so what do i mean if one day i have a chancla and all of us say this chancla is worth one dollar and all of us as a, as a group as a collective agree that it's worth one dollar we can technically be exchanging chanclas right now that's right <laughs> that's you know? so true think about it that way so in who creates the rules right the government if the government tells us this is what you gotta do this is what you have to do and to an extent you know i posted with everything going on with the with the wall street beats right they can only control us because we use their currency mm -hmm. but what will happen if we stop using a currency that the government has imposed on us because we both know that the government doesn't have our best interests and they don't have the best interest for immigrants either it doesn't matter who it is democrat uh uh, Republican, mm -hmm. like some of us want us more than others, but at the end of the day, nobody wants the best for you than yourself. Yep. Nobody wants you to see you win more than yourself. So that's something that is like, you know, I'm not going to leave it up to the government. I'm going to work on me. I'm going to work on my house. I'm going to do my thing. Everything else will eventually, I'll figure it out. But when, when with cryptocurrency, we give people an opportunity to have access to a global economy. What do I mean by global economy, right? Now people, instead of having to depend on a bank, right? The whole, the whole thing about cryptocurrency is that instead of you letting the bank control your money, you become your own bank. So it is a exchange. You're basically eliminate. So what cryptocurrency does eliminates the middleman. Because what does that mean? Let's say I want to send you money. I can't just send you, and I'm here in, in California. Where are you at? Jersey. Jersey, and you're in Jersey. And I say, I want to send you money. Mm -hmm. That means that I have to have a bank, and you have to have a bank. And now, fees. I send it, right. So we pay fees. And from my bank goes to your bank. Mm -hmm. From No, hold up. If we don't have the same bank, that means from our bank goes to that other bank, and then fees. Now, imagine mm -hmm. how that will look like if you're sending it to another country. From one bank, it goes to another bank, and it goes to another bank, especially if you're changing it from, let's say, um, Philippines, right? A bank in the Philippines. It has to go from a bank in the US, it might go to a bank in Europe, and from there, a bank in Asia, and then it goes into the Philippines. Look at how many fees he's gonna go through. So we have to go through this intermediate companies and banks that charge money. And, and to an extent, I really do think banking is really smart and evil because they control our credit. Right. And you, if you understand credit in the United States, they control the house that you own. They control the car that you have. They know where you live. They know everything about you. And the yeah. interest rates are so high. This is the first time in history where a savings account is really going into negatives because of inflation. Right. That's another thing that I tell people. Look up inflation. Look up what that means and look up how that's affecting you, especially, you know, they're saying, oh, inflation is only two, three percent. But if you're a person of color, if you're at the bottom of the of the chain, inflation is going to affect you the most because you have families that uh, both of the parents are working and they still are taking public transportation because they can't afford to get a car. Mm -hmm. And it's because of minimum wage. And, and that's the thing. The only reason why they're playing us. Is because we don't understand the game. Yeah, and they, they make I mean, terms hard to understand as well. Like just and that's literacy. what I'm saying, mm -hmm. right? Why it's not a coincidence that they're not teaching us about this in school, mm -hmm. right? No. It's, it's, they don't want us to know because they can only control you 
then you don't know what's going on. And that's my thing with cryptocurrency. A lot of people don't understand it and that's why they fear it. But why, and this is what I say, right? If, if I could just have a, a code, right? If you understand technology, it's a contract that you, I don't need to depend on a third party for me to send money. I just depend on mathematics and the code. I don't have that intermediate. So that's basically what we're giving. We're giving people the opportunity to exchange their money without that bank, without that centralized systems that clearly don't want us to win. So that's the first thing, right? Having a decentralized system. Now think about what that means when sending money abroad, right? Especially thinking about Latinos that were sending money home right? What that means for our community and helping people abroad. Now, that's the first thing. The second thing is thinking about anti-inflation and how uh, cryptocurrency, especially Bitcoin, is an inflation hedge. So what do I mean by that? So if you look up online, like this is literally everything I'm saying, Google it and do the research yourself because I'm not just speaking because, right? Yeah, yeah. But that's what I mean. I tell people, like, do your research, right? So Bitcoin, there's only 21 million Right. So if you understand mm-hmm. supply and demand, something is worth more when there's limited supply. So what will be the let me ask you a question. Right? What will be the mil- meaning of a million dollars if all of us have a million dollars? Yep. Right. It's only something valuable because there's not a lot of it. So what ends up happening is that the government keeps printing money every single day. So the dollar is losing value every single day. You know, I was just uh, talking about it. There's an article. Look it up. Like 20 percent of the whole money supply was printed in 2020 because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah, just keep printing money. Yep, exactly, right? You, they keep printing, they keep printing their, their worries away. But it's like, it's like you getting a loan, right? Getting a loan, uh, you're in debt, and then you say, oh my God, I'm in debt. Let me get another loan to pay my debt, right? And then you realize, oh my God, I'm more in debt. Let me get another loan. Eventually, you can continue doing the same for a while, right? Mm-hmm. But eventually, you're going to be like, hold up. I need to chill and pay my debt, right? That, yeah, that's you accumulate so much debt. And you might US not even know it, yeah. That's where the U.S. is at right now, that they're just trying to figure out what they're going to do. And honestly, you know, I'm not, I'm unsure because I do think we might go into a recession. I don't know when, and obviously I don't want to get to to uh, all this theories and all of that but Mm -hmm. you know the u.s is heavily in debt and what ends up happening is that you can put your money in your savings account thinking that it's safe but in reality it's losing power every single day you know it's losing power and people are just not yeah if you don't have an investment vehicle um it's it's just sitting there (laughs) inflation just eating away at it yeah let's say uh, a bank goes into bankruptcy is your money gonna be safe they might not give it to you, you know? So that's why it's so important. And I advocate for Latinos to learn about cryptocurrency because you have an avenue uh, to keep your money and you make it grow, especially when now institutions getting on it, right? There is websites that show you how much money big companies, Cash App, for example, PayPal, that are putting money into cryptocurrency. You think they're going to invest in something they don't believe? Like, yeah, yeah. Crazy to me. So that's why I'm so passionate about cryptocurrency because we're really giving power to the people. We're taking it away from the institutions and we're giving it to the people and saying, you know what, now you can own pieces. You don't need a bank. You don't need a college education. You don't need to speak English. You can just own that. And with the internet, we have the biggest avenue. We have the biggest avenue to learn. Like everywhere you go on YouTube, you go on Clubhouse, you go on Instagram, you have people that are teaching you for free. Like I provide so much value for free on my Instagram. And yeah, and I mean, you're, you're talking to us here and then spreading that information that's important. So I'm grateful yeah. for that as well. well that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so you mentioned how uh, it's, and, and I'm saying that it's very beneficial for immigrants, but as you know, there's also challenges that come with that. Could you mention some challenges that mm-hmm. our community faces or could face when, when it comes to crypto? And the first one is education. That just straight up. I think we just been, we have a lot of, as Latinos, especially if you've been undocumented in the US, you have trust issues. You just don't trust yeah. institutions. You don't trust people. And it's hard to trust a new th- a new person that says, you, oh my God, Bitcoin's going to go to 100,000. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. 
it's hard to trust when you don't understand what's going on. Um, so I will say the first thing is like really educate yourself. Do your own research. Take time out of your day. Read. Listen to and not only just listen to people, but listen to people that have the results that you want. Something that I learned is that the opinions that you listen is the life that you're exchanging. Mm. So if you don't want somebody's lives, don't just take their opinion. Right. If you want somebody's lives, listen to what they have to say, you know. Yeah. So that's what it is. Um, that's the first thing. The second thing is I think a lot of people, again, when it comes to knowledge, they don't think they can invest because they're undocumented. Yep. So that's another thing that I think it could it's a mindset thing. But also, again, I get it. You know, when you've been disappointed for a while, it's hard to like get your trust back in. But you have to get the strength up and educate. You. Now, the third thing might be a language barrier. Um, but I still think there's a lot of knowledge in Spanish. You know, I just started, I just helped my mom up in her portfolio, her crypto portfolio last month. Uh, and I send her a bunch of videos, you know, I send her a bunch of videos in Spanish. I educate her and she kind of knows, she kind of knows, but she's doing her best. And that's why I'm really happy for her that, you know, she's known I've been doing crypto and I'm telling you that your family is going to be the hardest one, you Mm -hmm. know? Because I'm like, what is this girl even talking about? <laughs> um, but if you could get your family on board, you could get anyone on board. Though, I'm right? telling you, family's yeah. hard. But she just started her her own uh, crypto portfolio and I was helping her. And, you know, I'm really happy for her. That makes me happy. Like my parents listened to my podcast when I first started it. And um, they're very supportive. But some of the things that I talk about on there, they're like confused. And they ask questions, though. So it's like. No, little by little, this is this is why I created the podcast is so someone like them or someone documented anyone, they just hear terminology and whatnot. And it's uh, curiosity, you know, take over and, and they start asking questions. And that's how we learn. Mm-hmm. For sure. For sure. I get it. I get it. A hundred percent. Yeah. I so I wanted to um, go into where people can buy crypto and mm-hmm. what type of documentation do they need, if any? You're asking great questions. Honestly, I saw what you you were going to ask me. I'm like, this is so good because you got everything on point. Because <laughs> I'm glad. Listen, like I know crypto and I, I've studied a little bit about it, researched a bit about it. Only this year that I start researching more and more about it. I mean, I didn't open up my account till like a week ago. Yeah, for sure. So there's different ways to go about cryptocurrency, especially when you live in the U.S. Um, there's It's easy to buy cryptocurrency now. The problem does come if you don't have a social security or you don't have, you might have issues and regulated exchanges that have what is called KYC, which is know your customer. And what know your customer basically means is that they might ask for uh, identification, they might ask for your social. And a lot of times if you don't have an IT number, which if you're undocumented, you should go ahead and get an IT number. Very important. Uh, yeah. They won't verify you, mm-hmm. right? They simply won't verify you. And it's going to be hard for you to get those assets. So like Coinbase, for example, I was able to get verified because uh, Coinbase is a, a global uh, company. So if you tell them, hey, I'm a Mexican resident or I'm a Mexican citizen, I just live in the U.S. And you explain that to them, it might take some time. But you can be lucky and get that done. Um, when it comes to other exchanges, there might be very strict. But I know there is a couple exchanges. Uh, again, if people like, have questions about that, they can always reach out to me on my Instagram, mm-hmm. Ale Corbella underscore, or you can put it also in the in the description. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also this other website called Crypto.com where you can buy them without KYC. The only thing I will say is just be mindful. If you buy a big amount, you want to make sure you take them out of the exchange and put them in a cold wallet. Um, So that's for you to have access to them, you know? So that's the only thing. Like, make sure if you have big amounts of money, you move them out of the exchange, put them in a cold cold storage. Cold storage. Mm-hmm. Tell me what that is. So basically, cold storage. So there's there's two types of wallets, right? Like the same wallet you put your money in, right? There's two types of wallets. We have a hot, but remember, right? We have cryptocurrency, so it's not something you can see. It's more online. So how do you hold them? How do you keep them safe, right? You can even have what it's called a hot wallet. You can have what it's called a hot a cold wallet. A hot wallet is something that you download on your computer and you can download it and move your coins there. The thing to remember, right? I always tell all of my students because I do have a crypto course is if you don't have your private key, right? If you don't have your private keys, it's not your money. Mm-hmm. It's the exchange money under your name. Think about it. 
the yeah. money you put in the bank is not really your money. It's just under your name. But if something goes down with the bank, it's not guaranteed you will get your money back. Yep. I need that on a t-shirt, you know, right? put it on a t-shirt. You know what I mean? I have mentors that says, no, no keys, no cheese, right? <laughs> so I love that even more. <laughs> so the point, what I'm trying to say is make sure you have private keys. So with the, uh, with the hot, hot wallet, so you get a hot wallet is there's this app. There's so many hot wallets to go about. Just make sure you have access to your private keys. One of them that I like is called Exodus Wallet. You can download it in your computer, uh, move the coins there, and then they'll give you a phrase. The only thing to keep in mind is they're going to give you a, a recovery phrase. Make sure you keep that safe. Do not, do not treat this like you don't care or like you are going to forget you. If you're the type of person to forget your passwords, write it down. Like write it down because if you lose your keys, you might lose access to your funds and you don't want that, right? We're seeing cases right now from people in 2010, 2009, 2013 that bought Bitcoin when it was a couple cents, a couple dollars, then their exchange got hacked and they lost their funds. Or even worse, they had a hot, like cold wallet and they lost the keys. They lost the password. Yeah. I, and I've now they're much Right. There was this mm -hmm. Twitter that famous guy that he lost over two million dollars in Bitcoin and he had two tries, tries left. Right. And if he didn't get them right, his funds are going to be lost forever. So that's just something to keep in mind. Please, please, please make sure you know your private key. So the second one is a cold wallet. And the cold wallet is if you have big amounts of money. Um, if you have big amounts of money, then you can put them in a cold wallet. What is a cold wallet? It's basically like a USB, right? It's a small USB where you can move your funds from one place to the, from your exchange to the USB. And the great thing about it is that it's outside of the internet. So because it's outside of the internet, you can get hacked. Anything that's on your computer or is in the internet is hackable. Now, a lot of exchanges do have great security and it's very unlikely they get hacked. But could be possible. It is a possibility. Yeah, anything's possible. Right? Mm -hmm. It's possible. Now, with having a, a ledger, it can't be hacked because unless somebody has access to your keys and they know your password, they can get your funds. But if they don't get that, it's almost impossible for you to get your money out of the ledger. So that's something that I recommend all of my students to get. I know I have a referral code as well. So if people want that, they can get a discount on their ledger. Mm -hmm. So like they can hit me up in regards to that. Yeah, send me that yeah. after this. Yeah, we can talk about it. <laughs> and yeah, when it comes to that, just getting making making sure you have your funds secure. And this is when you have bigger amounts of money, right? The ledger and cold wallet is when you have an investing goal of gold of three to five years. Okay. Putting it in the ledger is an is a portfolio. So you're not looking to cash out. Right. So I always tell to all of my students, there's three ways to make money on crypto. The first one is by holding. Right. We call them huddling. Hold on for your dear life. That's what huddle means. Right. So that's building a portfolio. When you build a portfolio, you're looking for a vision of three to five years. OK, so you will put that money that, you know, you're not going to take out. Mm -hmm. into the ledger. Now, if you're now the second way to make money on crypto is through trading. This is more short term. So I also trade. Uh, I have um, a platform where I help people learn how to trade as well. So if people want to learn how to trade, they need to educate themselves on trading because the volatility of the markets is just very crazy and they can make really good money, but they can also lose if they don't understand what they're doing. It's more That's of a time what, commitment, right? Yes, it's, it's mm -hmm. definitely more of a time commitment. But once you learn the skill set, nobody can take it away. From you. you can trade at any time of the day, make money from your home. Like this is something that, again, you got to have the heart for it and you need to have the patience to learn because, again, like any other skills, it's not going to be overnight. But if you really learn the skills that you can see really big profits, um, but again, taking the time, being a student of the game, you know, um, mm -hmm. not being greedy, like all these things that come into markets. Um, but that's a sh more shorter term. And what I recommend a lot of my students that do trade is, hey, if you make money trading, dump that in your portfolio. So on top of the money, the free money you make, now you make more free money in the long term. Reinvest. Because when I first started trading, honestly, when I first got into crypto, I was just trading and I was making money and I was like, oh my God, I'm going to get myself a bag. You know, I didn't have that mindset. And <laughs> I missed out since Bitcoin was like 1,300. Right. I missed out on that because I didn't see the long term vision. So as a lot of brokers pay you on Bitcoin, 
you get paid and you're like, oh my God, I'm going to go cash it out. And I was cashing out. And it's like, I missed on that. So I always tell my students, why only take advantage of one way of making money in crypto when you can make money in two ways, right? Absolutely. If you do make money, uh, if you do want to trade, I recommend a lot of my students to put their money into a, a, a hot wallet like Exodus. And a hot wallet is more if you're the type of person that might be moving your money around, might moving your cryptos around. So what does that mean? Let's say you trade and you want to move from your hot wallet to your um, trading account, you move that money around. Or let's say you see a new coin and you're like, oh my God, I have some Ethereum. I just saw this new new Cardano coin. It's performing really good. It's only 30 cents. Let me swap it. And you swap a couple of your coins. That's something you can do as well. So that's for more of something you're going to be moving around. You can keep some of the funds. Um, you know, you you say, you know what? I barely can afford to invest right now. I, don't, I can't afford the ledger. The ledger is like the cheapest one is like $50. The most expensive one um, is $100. But again, you know, if you have a thousands of dollars, $100 is nothing. What's the difference between a $50 wallet and a $100 wallet? So the the first uh, wallet, it, the first one, the Ledger X S, uh, it's, it's called a Nano S. And this ledger is basically the original one that first came out. Um, it's a small ledger. The only thing is the capacity to hold crypto because some of them okay. can hold so the x it has bluetooth the more advanced has bluetooth so you don't have to like connect the connect the usb to your computer you can just simply send the money through bluetooth right so okay. it's more convenient um and also you have access to is the storage space because i'm not i don't know exactly how many cryptos they can store but i do know the nano s stores less cryptos than than the x so okay so it's like storage Yes, okay. if you're going to have a bigger portfolio than the X. I recommend the X is more advanced. But it, let's say you only have Bitcoin and you're like, that's all I want to do. Then you can get the S as well. Oh, I even know people that have both and they have different portfolios because, again, if you do have a lot of money, you want to make sure you have a diverse part five portfolio and not put all of your eggs in one basket. You know, let's say something happens to that ledger. That's another thing. If you lose a ledger, but you know the keys, you can get a new one and um, get your money back. Okay, okay, I have access to your money. Mm -hmm. You lose the, the ledger, something happens and you lost the keys, it's gone. You know, or you might be able to go to court and fight it, but that might be a little bit hard, you know? So just yeah, make yeah. Sure, making sure you have it protected. But again, people feel afraid because they never had this much power. Right to be their own bank, like oh, you're telling me I have to have, I have to know my keys and know my password. I'm like, yes, that's what that's what you know, financial literacy and and you having power means. You have to take responsibility. Mm -hmm. You know, so that's the biggest thing. I think, and it's a big responsibility. Yeah, I know. I think people have just been so used to giving their monetary power away that once they get it back, they're just like, oh my god, what do I do with it? So teaching people <laughs> about that is the the biggest thing for me. Uh, and the third one to to uh, make uh, make money on crypto is by learning ways to make uh, crypto rewards. So what do I mean by that? There's a lot of startups nowadays and people can honestly message me because I know so many um, companies that have a lot of partnerships with companies that pay you can pay you in crypto. So it, whether you use a product and you refer people, you can get paid. Right. Mm -hmm. And now you might say, Steve, you might say, well, that's not a lot of money, but hey, they might give you $10 now, put on your portfolio and then it grows to a hundred bucks. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of companies that will pay you in crypto. There's this one app. I have a referral code. If you hit me up, like low, it's called Lolly. And if you use it, if it's basically like, if, I don't even know what, like they give you, you know, how, uh, companies that give you cash rewards, mm -hmm, they give you like crypto rewards. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So let's say you use their website to do your average purchases. Let's say you do buy in Subway uh, or Subway, or let's say you're buying Groupon. Use, you use a website through them. They give you a percentage back on crypto. And once you make certain amount, you can cash it out and put it in your portfolio or spend it or do whatever you want. So there's Lolly. You, there's also, there's a lot of different apps. I have a, uh, actually where I'm working on an ebook that I'm going to release pretty soon. Uh, and I want to have like resources. Wow. Let me know I'm ASAP because um, I'll definitely put that out for everyone. To, yeah. To see Once I have that ready, I will let you know. I'm just putting everything on the works. Yeah. Uh, so another way to make money with crypto, not necessarily through companies, but it's uh, staking. So what do I mean by staking? So a lot of cryptocurrencies have a staking protocol. So what that means is making money out of your cryptos. So building a percentage. So let's say... Let's say you have a hundred dollars worth worth of uh, let me think chain link right or 
uh, any cryptocurrency, just not Bitcoin. Bitcoin, you cannot stake it. But anything that's on the Ethereum blockchain or other blockchain, you can stake it. So um, basically, you lock it in and you say, you know what, I want to grow interest. So different exchanges will give you a percentage and you can lock it in for a month. You can lock it in for a couple months and they'll give you a percentage back on your money if you leave it in the exchange. So just for luck, because you're providing liquidity. Okay. to the 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 protocol so you can and we can talk about that like again if you have questions mm -hmm. send me a message that's more advanced crypto so i don't yeah, want yeah. too much about it yeah but if people want to get more information on staking and how it works and you how you can grow interest on your crypto especially if you're a huddler if you're holding you want to make sure you are making it to the best of its advantage because let's say you're staking your money at a five percent most staking protocols are way better than the bank that's growing at two per, like 0.01%, 0 0.02%, right? You're getting into protocols that are giving you from 2%. I've seen the highest one I've seen is 20%, right? The wow, okay. so very high interest rates. Now, let's say uh, you bought Chainlink at $9 and you stayed there. Now, last time you checked, it grew to 20, $21. It's growing interest with the new price, not the old price. Mm -hmm. So as the more it's growing, the more you can stake it and make money out of for just holding it. So that's yeah, yeah. another way to make money in crypto, right? First one we said it was holding, you buying and keeping it in a long-term portfolio. The second one is trading, which is more of a short-term. Mm -hmm. uh, and the third one, third way is staking and making uh, money rewards in crypto. All right. There we have it. So how how do you, um, you know, I, I look, there's, there's so many cryptocurrencies out there. What's mm -hmm. your process to decide which one you're going to invest in? And what are some investments to make in the crypto space besides Bitcoin? Because obviously Bitcoin is the one out there, you know, everyone knows Bitcoin, but there are alternatives. I want to hear your take on other ones. And then right now, most people have probably been hearing about like Dogecoin, which yeah. you can get into if you want or, or not. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's a whole nother thing. Yeah, Um. definitely. So what I look into when investing into a cryptocurrency is a use case. So what do I mean by that? Every cryptocurrency was created with a purpose, right? So if you go in online and you there's this website called CoinMarketCap or CoinGecko, um, you can see the cryptocurrencies that are the most popular that will show you the total supply, right? Like Bitcoin, the main reason why it's, it's so crucial in the cryptocurrency market, it was the first coin to ever come out. Now, and also the aspect that it has a total supply of 21 million Bitcoin. Now, there's other cryptocurrencies. You want to make sure you're checking that. Because again, I told you, if you're printing more every single day, like money, then it's not anti-inflation. And that's what you want. So you do want to look into the use case of this cryptocurrency. All cryptocurrencies were created with a use. And you have to make sure you read what it's called a white paper. So what is a white paper? A white paper is... The developers that created the blockchain created the whole purpose of that cryptocurrency. So read it, right? Do research. What was it intended to do? Is this something I believe in? Is it something I don't believe in? And invest based on that. Make yeah, that, that white paper is very important. Yes. Right. So read it, read it, right? Ask, talk to people, but also not only mm -hmm. just invest in coins because you see everybody else invest in it, but rather understand what it does and if it's something that's going to that other people will see the vision. Because think about it this way. What if I see a coin and I see it's amazing? I'm like, oh my God, this is the best coin. But then everybody else sees it like, oh no, this is not, might not be a good coin. You're making money by other people believing in it as well. So just something to keep in mind now. In regards to Dogecoin, <laughs> I do have some thoughts. There's not a total limit supply. Like mm -hmm. there is like a lot of Dogecoin and it's more in the crypto space. It's more seen like a meme coin. Consider yep. a meme coin like a joke. I'm not going to come here and say you can make money out of it because you can make money out of it. The only thing I will say is be mindful because there's a lot of hype right now and you don't want to get stuck in that. I made money, then I lost it all. Or I lost money type thing, especially if you're new. Make sure you're doing your own diligence and making research. The thing with Dutchcoin mm -hmm. is that I personally don't have any and don't see the use case for it. I just don't see the use case. Yeah. Thinking long term, if I'm thinking long term, I don't see the use for it. Now, if you want to make a quick flip, you might be able to make money. But again, that's on your own risk. I'm just not advising people to go ahead and batch a Dogecoin because it's made out of hype right now. The same way, you know, look at Elon Musk, right? Like he has so much power. He tweets anything and people go and buy it. And that's how much people 
like believe the, the masses and believe social media and believe, you know, the media. You want to make sure you do your own research before you invest in it. That's just my only thing. I'm not for it, against it. I'm just saying be mindful. I don't own any and I'm not buying. Just- I'm with you on that one. <laughs> the thing with that is also, um, I know a lot about I did, before crypto, I just like the stock market and, and everything. And it's with, with trading, it's just about timing and you can get caught up and it can be nasty. Um, because you're really just trying to time it right. And yeah. if you don't, which is pretty advanced to time it, <laughs> and if you if you even can, um, you could get you could lose a lot of money, like instead of just and, looking and at a long term. When it comes to trading, that's the only thing I do think people should get mentorship. When it comes mm-hmm. to trading, ah, man, having mentorship when it comes to trading took me to the next level, especially with crypto, because I spend a lot of money on mentorship. Because that's the only reason I know how much I know now. Because I've been able to put myself in that situation. And that's something that I, I want more undocumented people to know. It's like, be willing to not only invest in assets, but invest in your mind, invest in your knowledge. How come, you know, we only see college as the only worth investment. But when we see somebody selling a course, when we see somebody that's, you know, really helping the community, we're like, oh, I don't know about that. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. that's just something that does bother me because me personally, investing in my mentors was the best thing I've done. Mm-hmm. Like just period, especially when it comes into the crypto space. So I do want more people to be willing like, hey, do your research. I'm not saying just like any course out there because obviously not every course might be for you, but be willing to invest in your mind because at the end of the day, what you have in your mind is what's going to pay you in the in the long term. Yes, Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, we're talking about doing your research and doing your own due diligence. Um, There's a lot of scams and evil people looking to profit, you know, off of individuals. And of course, cryptocurrency is no exception. It's pretty popular right now because of how popular it is as a scam. Mm -hmm. What should people look for that might bring up some red flags for them when they're trying to get into crypto? So the first thing I will say is first, don't send money to strangers, please. You know, it doesn't matter. Like, that's just the thing. You know, if somebody's asking you for money online, especially on crypto or Bitcoin and things like that, just be very smart. You know, look at their page. You know, are all of their posts posted in the same month, in the same day? You know, look at their page. It doesn't matter how many followers they got. And also just don't send money to people, right? Don't send money if you don't believe in them. The other thing is that don't ever give away your private ever to anybody. Even if it's, you know, let's say you buy a ledger, the ledger. So I'm going to tell you a story. Ledger got hacked. Not the, the ledger itself, but the company's email got hacked. So they started because if you have a ledger, it's out of the internet. So nobody can take your money away from, even if the ledger company was to get hacked, they can't get the funds out of people because it's out of the internet. Yep. That's the great thing about cold yeah, storage. Cold storage. But what ended up happening is that they they uh, got the people's, they ended up hacking the ledger uh, company and they got people's information like email, all of that. So they sent an email to a bunch of people saying, hey guys, um, we're doing, I don't know what they said exactly, but they were asking people for their private keys. Yeah, just like phishing attempts. Yes. And that's the thing, right? Never give people access to your private key, period. And I don't, it doesn't matter who it is. And even the ledger stated multiple times, we will never, ever ask you for your private key, right? So mm-hmm. that's just something to keep in mind. But yeah, just be very smart and strategic. Build relationships with people, you know? If people don't want to show their face, if you don't know them, if you don't trust them, just don't give them money. Don't send them money. Um, I do think with cryptocurrency, a lot of people say like, it's a scam, it doesn't work, this, this, and that, this, this, and that. But the truth is, it's like, I want to ask people uh, this question, right? People are saying, oh, it's anonymous. People don't see who's sending the money to, and we don't know, like, this is used for scam drug dealers, uh, terrorists, all this stuff. Let me ask you a question. If Warren Buffett makes a call right now and sends a million dollars to somebody in Europe, can you and I see that transaction? Nope. Exactly. Right. We don't know everything Mm. that's being done. Now, if you do know about cryptocurrency and blockchain, you understand that we have what is going up in Ledger and you can check every transaction that's ever made. You might not see the names of the person, but as long as you know the wallet IDs, you are able to see how much, when it was sent. You can even see the balance of that wallet. So I think a lot of the government is fearful because now a lot of the fishy stuff that's going on, it's not going to be able to happen anymore. And that's yeah. what, what it is. You know, I think cryptocurrency and just in general, if you're evil, you're going to be evil everywhere you go. 
you know it doesn't matter what platform you get uh cryptocurrency just for transparency allowing people to have monetary power and at the end of the day you can't see transactions if anything i think it's more transparent than the extra system we have right now mm -hmm. i'd agree with you on that um i was gonna say what so there's uh, a lot of skeptics out there obviously this is there's just like anything new people are always critical of it so what do you what type of skepticism have you have to have you had to deal with and what do you have to say to people that are skeptical about this? You know what? I've heard all types of arguments mm -hmm. saying this is for criminals. It doesn't work. I've heard it's a bubble. It's going to burst. Um, <laughs> people just say all types of stuff. And, and at the end of the day, just being honest, I'm not here to convince anybody. I'm here to mm -hmm. educate people. Yeah, that's what we're here Whoever for. Whoever wants to jump and can jump in. Um, but I will say before you judge, before you do anything, research, educate yourself. Because the truth is that most most of us are cheap, right? We see everybody else do something and we do it as well. And what end up, it's going to end up happening. You know, think about the internet. It's called technology adoption. If you look online, there's technology adoption chart. And it will show you how everybody gets up in the wave eventually. You have the early adopters. You have the, the laggers. You have everybody little by little gets in. And the truth, I always tell everybody, you're either going to be uh, part of it or you're going to watch it happen in your eyes because this is the future. So mm -hmm. just research, talk to people, be open-minded. The worst thing you can have is a closed mind. And you know what's worse than a closed mind? Being broke and skeptical. <laughs> broke and skeptical. Both. Yeah. You can't be both. Like if you got a lot of money, fine, be skeptical. But if you don't got money, <laughs> man. It's expensive to have a closed mind. And I'm telling you because it cost me a lot of money all the years that I was closed minded. Mm -hmm. So all I'm saying is be willing, have an open mind. At the end of the day, you know, the worst thing that can happen is that you fail and you're exactly where you're at right now. 100%. So, you know, I always tell people reach out. Like my DMs are always open for people. Like I'm always happy to talk to people, educate people and whatever that mm -hmm. I can. Because it really changed my life, you know. I said it often, like, one, before I found out about crypto, I was just so sad that I would have go back to Mexico because I was just so heartbroken about the system. And crypto investing gave me a sense of purpose. I was like, man, now I can create a lifestyle. I can work for myself. And even now, you know. I used to be so afraid of talking about my story because I'm like, oh, what if they deport me for like speaking out? And I'm like, man, if I get deported, I can be doing crypto everywhere. Yeah, that's you know? right. So now I'm not afraid anymore. And and that's the power that cryptocurrency brought into my life. And that's why I feel so passionate about it. But yeah, just have an open mind. You know, you never know. You yeah, might absolutely. win more than you lose. Uh, yep. I mean, you go in and just go in with an open mind. Absolutely. Do research. The more research you do, the more confidence you gain, I've found. So I just wanted to ask like where people can download uh, to start getting to start getting into the crypto space. What's the difference between a Robinhood and a Coinbase huh. and Cash App? Because Please. I think it's very important. Please. I'm begging you in my knees and I wish people could see. Do not buy cryptocurrencies and robin do not and it's not because of everything that's happening right now with with robin hood that's another beef we can get on right now <laughs> but the main reason is because when you buy cryptocurrencies in robin hood you're not buying the cryptocurrency you're buying a position from a cryptocurrency that robin hood owns so remember how we talked about storage storage in your in your mm -hmm. ledger and your uh hot wallet if you buy something from uh what's it called uh robin hood or PayPal, you will not be able to move your coins to the wallet. They only allow you to buy and sell, buy and sell. They do not allow you to do anything else, okay? So something to keep in mind. So you wanna have access to your coins and you wanna be able to move them because if you're not able to move them, the whole purpose of crypto, which was for you to become your own bank, mm -hmm. you're giving it away to company because you're not getting, you're not buying Bitcoin, you're buying a share of their Bitcoin. So do not buy it from Robinhood or uh, or uh, PayPal. Now, if you just like say, you know what, whatever, do you, right? <laughs> the best places to buy cryptocurrency yeah. are exchanges, right? So mm -hmm. Coinbase is good. Again, ask me for my referral code. You can get some some extra money when you buy um, 
There's also crypto.com. There's there's a bunch of exchanges you can get for people that are undocumented. Um, mm-hmm. They can hit me up on the side and I can, if they have issues with KYC, I can help them with that. There's some other exchanges. Um, there's Kraken, uh, Binance US. It depends. And it depends. Like, again, if you're undocumented, you might be able to get verified on some, not in some. So yeah. reach out. Um, Anything, any that is an exchange is good. Some of the most popular ones, like I said, Coinbase, Binance, mm-hmm. Kraken, Crypto.com, etc. Okay, Those great. Also, awesome. Crypto.com, I will say Crypto.com, if you sign up um, for the first time, they give you a 30 days free of fees. So something wow. to keep in mind. That's really nice. Yeah. So okay. if you have a big chunk of money you want to invest right now, get the Crypto.com app, uh, download it, make an account, they give you a 30 day free of charge. Um, buying cryptos because Coinbase fees are a bit high. Mm-hmm. So that's just something. To- yep, absolutely. So, what type of challenges have you faced as a Latina in the crypto space? Um, if well, any, I mean, have you found that being a Latina, maybe people and, and undocumented, maybe some might not take you uh, seriously? I or definitely, sometimes I feel like that, you know. But at the end of the day, I I do now that I know more about the crypto space, people respect me because of what I know, especially, you know, with Clubhouse, but it is hard because I'm young, I'm, you know, young and, and, you know, people look at me and they're like, oh, this girl, and I do modeling on the side. So sometimes they look (laughs) at my pictures and they're like, yeah, this girl probably doesn't know what she's talking about. And she's just pretty, you know, and I'm like, no, we're pretty and paid, you know? So that's the thing. It's a very male dominated place. And mm-hmm. I don't think it's a lot of the people that got into the crypto space are people that are in STEM. So if you look statistically speaking, most people in STEM are men, right? Mm-hmm. So that's something that I think a lot of people want to change. They want to have more diversity. There needs to be more Latino voices as well, especially undocumented voices in the crypto space. So that's something that I do want to emphasize a lot about how can undocumented people be more involved in the space because this is really going to change. Something that I've noticed a lot is that Black people are very united in the crypto space. And Mm -hmm. I don't see us Latinos doing something like that. So that's something I want to create. And I'm working on right now with creating some groups in Clubhouse. Again, guys, if you're not in Clubhouse, you need to get on it. <laughs> like I have some invites, so hit me yeah, up. Yeah, <laughs> I got some too. So let us know. And yeah. um, let me know too if anything I can do to help um, get immigrant and like Latino com- community more educated and involved with uh, yeah. the crypto, with whatever you're working on as well. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. And again, the best way to know about my future projects is just mm-hmm. to follow me on Instagram, because sometimes I get ideas and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm just going to do it. Mm-hmm. So and and the thing about me, I know a lot of people in the space. So I'm always looking to collaborate, mm-hmm. add value, talk to people, whatever that I can. So and you do offer some services, it. right? Yep, yeah, so some of my services. Um, so right now I do marketing as well with some companies. So I do have partnership with, with different crypto companies that I've been working for. Uh, one of the biggest partnerships I have is with a uh, platform that helps people learn how to trade. So if you want to learn trading, uh, crypto or even if you, so the platform teaches different types of trading, they teach, um, uh, cryptocurrency, you want to learn high frequency foreign exchange, uh, even foreign exchange, um, stocks. All you can learn that. And I am one of the mentors in the platform. I run different mentorship calls. I teach people about crypto. Most of my focus is on crypto. Mm -hmm. So that's what I do. But I do have a lot. So whether you want to get into stocks or you want to get into foreign exchange, I can plug you in and get you involved in the platform. They're the ones that literally change everything for me in the crypto space. They help me a lot. And a lot of the things that I know is through the mentorship of the platform. I've been with them for about two years. So um, you can get started with them. I'll help you. Like I'll, I got all of my students. I got them. Uh, I'm looking to do start. Um, I'm also going to be working on my ebook that I'm on um, crypto. I'm working on Docu Hustle ebook. There's just a lot of projects I have starting as well. Uh, another thing I do offer, and that's something that I do for free, is I do crypto, um, a crypto strategy call. So if you want to brainstorm, I provide all of my, my students 15 minutes that they can book. If you go into my bio, you click in my bio, you like free consultation call. And I locked out 15 minutes out of, 15 minutes out of my day to just talk to people and I like help them brainstorm how to go about it. And this is something I just offer for free because I like to help people. Mm-hmm. Um, what other thing do I offer? I also do have a partnership with another company that provides e-commerce. I've been with them for 
less than a year now and they're helping me helping me create my own store so if you want to have a more thriving business you want to learn how to run ads on especially with shopify uh you want to because shopify is growing a lot e-commerce whether you want to have your own store or you want to have a retailer and you sell popular product products, you can do that as well. Mm -hmm. So they teach people how to run ads. They help them create their website, a lot of different things. And I help people doing that as well. Um, and there's just a lot of hustles. I do also provide consulting services, translating interpretations, especially here in the Bay Area. But I do a lot of things, honestly, like a lot of different hustles. So you you got to know it all, you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. On Docu Hustle. Yeah. On that. yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, what what's to look forward to from you? What's your vision? What's your future goal for um, for you? So my my goal right now. Um, so, you know, I, the, the undocumented struggle, I just got my license, my my driver's license not too long ago. So, yes. I, yeah, so I'm like very <laughs> afraid uh, now just getting a car. I'm going to get a car by the end of the year. No, nah, probably before that. I have the money now, but just like I'm putting it on into my crypto portfolio. But I. I'm just getting better at driving. That's one of my big goals. Mm -hmm. um, I want to launch all of my eBooks and all of my crypto knowledge. I'm going to be putting in and adding value to people. That's one of my big goals. I want to create an extra source of income for myself. Um, and my goal, honestly, my five-year vision is to impact a thousand people with the power of crypto. And this means whether they buy my products, whether they hear me talk in Clubhouse, like whatever way, I just want to impact as many people as possible with the power of crypto. Uh, so that is my goal. I definitely just want to make more money. I told my mom that I want to take her to Machu Picchu. So that's a, a yes. big goal of mine to take her and like take her somewhere nice. Yeah, at the end of the day, I want to retire my parents early as well. Yes. You know, that's what that's a lot of the mindset a lot of immigrants have is just we're here to make money, but to also retire our parents. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. All right. So uh, last thing to do is where can people reach you? Um, I know you have an Instagram, Twitter, so just plug that in here. Yeah, um, my Instagram is Ale Corbella underscore. My Twitter is the same. They can also follow me in Clubhouse, which is Ale Corbella as well. I have a LinkedIn as well that people just, again, if you type my name, Alejandra Corbe, you can probably find me. Uh, I wrote some articles as well online. I'm working on a website. There's just a lot of different things I'm working on. So mm -hmm. just stay plugged in. We'll Honestly, I'm, I'm the most active on Instagram, but I'm trying to change that and be more active in other places as well. Yeah. I mean, social media can be exhausting, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a lot of work, but we're getting there. Yeah, absolutely. So it's been a blessing having you on here and teaching us about crypto. I really appreciate you um, taking the time of your day and just, you know, learn something new. No problem. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, please give it five stars on Apple Podcasts and a follow on Spotify. It helps me tremendously in order to bring more awareness and educational resources to our community. For more information and to stay up to date with what I'm doing, you can follow me on Instagram at latinamericaneo. And if you need more information and resources, you can visit my website, latinamericaneo.org. I'm Kevin Munoz. This has been the Leo Podcast, and I'll see you next time.